I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, welcome to Ruthie, Me and My Dad. It's number 20. It's number 20. I feel we older have than some, me. Yeah, we ought to have some sort of celebration for the 20th. Mm, um, well, the 25th. I'll tell you how we're celebrating the 20th <laughs> by my leaving everything at home. I've forgotten my folder where I had also. So, so it's entirely down to you, more I'm or less, this li- podcast. I would say usually it's been I'm like your sidekick, but I'm this week. I'm the sidekick. You're the sidekick. I've You're the been... what's into my homes. Mm. Is that right? Yes, indeed. That's exactly right. So I'm the sidekick. Yeah. However, before I become the sidekick, let me tell you what I've been doing. I've, I've lost a lot of it, or not lost the information. <laughs> let me tell you what you could have heard. <laughs> let me just give you a, a sample of what you could have heard. Because I was interested. I, I always say this is a unique exchange of views between a baby boomer dad uh, born in that golden period uh, after the Second World War and before 1970. That golden period makes me a baby boomer. So I was born during that era. You're one of these uh, troubled Generation Zs, so born just after the Millennials. But, but arguably, there's been a bit of there's yeah. been a bit of argument that Millennials. I am actually a Millennial. Millennial goes up to about 2002. I think the key issue is I think you lot, Generation Zs are going to have a better time of it than the millennials because I think we just sort of so the millennials are the people who are now look more like two of my other children who are in their uh, early all 30s all three of them are millennials all three of them I suppose yeah and I think because we haven't recognised the problems that millennials were going to face but now of course it's well known we know about the problems of yeah but uh, it'll be pain. even harder for me to get on the property ladder and also have, have a lot more problems relating to like social media and all that kind of thing so, you know, swings and roundabouts. Well, I suppose it is swings and roundabouts, but I think you're in a better position, but not in as good a position as we baby boomers Yeah, were you who stole all our property. In the, in the sunlit uh, uplands of the Beatles and free university education. And, and that. that's two minutes in, everyone, and the Beatles have come up. Yeah, the Beatles. We like, But that was, you know, it almost symbolises what was so great about growing up when we grew up. The Beatles... That does symbolise... I mean, the Beatles... All right, they were a band. But, but there was lots of... Band, there was lots of... Re- this is... I don't think we should look back on the past with complete rose-tinted glasses no. on. Because there's lots of things that weren't as good. And I think that basically any time before the last 10 years, it was not as good to be a woman no. at all. In the 60s, well, it that, wasn't as good to be a woman. In terms of women's rights, absolutely. In terms of people with disabilities, and um, people with learning difficulties. Like, there's a lot of things that we do a lot better now than yeah. we used to. But if you're an able-bodied, white, male, middle class... Oh, well, you could live in any time. <laughs> well, I suppose you're right, any era. So the point is, I- I've been sort of flogging this, if you like, as something unique, this conversation of Baby Boomer and a Generation Z. And what I did was I looked around the internet to see 
you know, because I don't want to say it's unique if it's not unique. So I looked around the internet to see if there was anything like it. Got on something called Teen Girl Talk. Do you want to hear a little bit of Teen Girl Talk? I'd love to, yeah. Welcome to Teen Girl Talk. Teen Girl Talk. <laughs> I'm Franklin. And I'm Kia. Oh yeah, you might not hear a very loud bossy voice on this episode. That's because Susie has some work to do. Um, so she's not going to make it, unfortunately. But my, f- my friend Kia <laughs> hopped in as, you know, to save the day. Sure. As, <laughs> as our guest speaker, because this week we're doing Teen Wolf. Woo! <laughs> oh, boy. It's called Teen Girl Talk. There's nobody... I, I've gone through the uh, internet and found a lot of moms talking about uh, coping with teenagers. So te- the ones where you complain about this sort of stuff, where teenagers are seen as a problem. Mm. Um, here's, here's a, this, this is uh, a podcast called Mighty Mommy. Mighty. I don't think we should just be taking the piss out of other podcasts. I don't think this oh, is very nice. Oh, I think nice. it's exactly what we should do. How do you mean it's not very nice? I mean, I, well, people, you know, just because they're not doing something that you find funny or something that you think's good, it doesn't mean it's bad. All right, can I play with just Mighty Mommy? This is Mighty Mommy, this one. Okay, go on, Hi everyone, I'm Cheryl Butler and you're listening to the Mighty Mommies Quick and Dirty Tips podcast, which will help make your life as a parent a little bit easier and a lot more fun. Welcome. This is episode number 302, where my special guest is Dr. Ellen Hendrickson, the savvy psychologist, and today we'll be talking about defiant kids and getting some great strategies that you can implement immediately to turn things around. Today's episode is sponsored by ships great tasting better for you snacks right to your door like most moms i know the drill when it comes to having hungry kids get home from school they want to unwind from their day and also they want to eat ever since we don't have to worry about my kids loading up on junk in between meals because all their favorite snacks are now conveniently delivered to our home each month we love munching on zesty noodle crunch and apple cinnamon crave well, that one goes on for about two minutes, the advert there, um, for basically pretend... You know what I mean? They're not... Uh, yeah. Stop your kids eating chocolate bars. They'll eat these other things, which well, are I mean, just as sweet. Well, I mean, they've made it to 302 episodes of a podcast, so they're probably more popular than this. Ruth, uh, you know, I cannot believe you won't take credit for what we're doing. I don't like bigging myself up like that, just because I think it comes across arrogant. Okay, well, maybe we can we can leave that to the audience to decide. How about that? Because you've got emails this week. We've got e- well, yeah. two emails this week. Um, if two people emails. do want to email us to react, I, I think we should have what almost a, a, amounts to a public vote. Yeah, because, so, th- I mean, you I, always say, oh, I want more controversy. Contra- Controversy. Controversy. So this can be some controversy. Yeah. If people want to email... Just say your opinions on taking the mick out of other people. Yeah, okay. Uh, we want your opinions on us taking yeah. the mick out of other people's podcasts. What's the email address? Podcast at gmail.com. All one word mm-hmm. at gmail.com. So do get in touch, whether you agree with Ruth. I mean, father and daughter, we will disagree from time to time. Get in touch and give us your view. But we do, can we read... The, we've got a couple of... Uh, we've got there. we've got one email and the other one as well all right oh. i rather like the other one <laughs> well do you want me to read the email hi guys after saying you only received one email i thought we try i i thought i would try to double your fan mail 
As a father of an 18-year-old boy, I found your podcast a joy. I have similar conversations with my James, and you've had me laughing out loud for weeks now. I also know more about Love Island and the Kardashians than I ever wanted to. Thanks, Ruth. One topic James and I have discussed at length is the different influence television and newspapers have these days, compared to my own formative years. He can never get his head around the fact that a sitcom, for instance, could get 20 million plus viewers every week and make megastars out of the people in it. I equally struggle to comprehend how some uh, some girl from Brighton giving makeup tips on your on YouTube can be famous. James calls my childhood the black and white age. By the way, keep up the good work. Regards. Excellent. Now the other that, that's great. There's somebody's enjoying it and everything. What what about the other one? Um, the other one. He sent it quite a so, long email last week. Um, it was just about stress and what you can do to mm. not be so stressed by exams and. This was not my email back. My email back would have been a lot more polite and a lot more nice. Just sent back, thanks. That was my email back yeah, to him. Yeah, lowercase t as well. Was <laughs> so my email back to him was, was just I might have thanks. been busy, for goodness sake. And what was his reply to my thanks? Nice long reply. <laughs> and I'm going to reply to that apologising for the for me. unprofessionalism. Yeah. Un- is that a word? Yeah, it's a word. You keep asking me things are words. Sometimes it just comes out and I'm like, surely not. Yeah, well, it surely is a word. Yeah, so um, just I had a thought then. All right. Amongst other thoughts. Go on. Many, but this is what... Um, when we were taking the mick out of these young oh, teens teen podcasts, teen, te- teen girl talk, teen girl um, talk yeah. it reminds me a lot of Piers Morgan taking the piss out of Hayley from Love Island when she's clearly, like, not the brightest person and he was just like taking the piss out of like a young girl on TV and it just seemed really not like awful I can't quite agree with you she was sitting in the room with him I'm looking round at other stuff what you're not taking on board is the fact that I've been in this very competitive industry of broadcasting for hundreds of years um, since the dawn of time. Since the dawn of time. Uh, broadcasting is a very highly competitive industry. It's a recognised trope that you take the mickey out of what other people are doing. But I wasn't really taking the mickey. I was just pointing, I was bigging up what we're doing. And that's what you do in, in radio. You have a life mm. of bigging up what you're doing. I didn't go on there looking for podcasts to take the mickey out of. I went on there looking for how to deal with teenagers, re- relations between teenagers and parents. And what I found were low of those American podcasts trying to plug Nature Crunch or whatever they call it and also I've, I've, you find on the internet all sorts of stuff about how to how to talk to your teenage children yeah we, I mean we've been through this we've been before. through that well I'll just tell you this this one had sort of practice your timing girls often feel like their parents pummel them with annoying questions what makes them so annoying and it's you know fairly common sense sort of advice there let her answers shape the conversation uh, be the emotional <laughs> so just have a conversation and then just react to what the other person says sort of it's a bit like what do they call it neurolinguistic programming where you sort of mirror the other person that's quite anyway well I looked through all this and there was lots of that advice guess what I found at the end an advert no get to the end roughly 50% of students walk away from the church after they graduate high school in response to this problem and then I realised I actually have a funny kind of story about accidentally you know getting into the church or whatever so I was watching a film on Netflix it was just like some crappy romance film that I just clicked on to like go to sleep mm. to and I was to watching to go to sleep it. to it's, it's, that's so bad you shouldn't have your screens on to go to sleep to but yeah go but on. sometimes I like I like them talking to me 
And so I put it on and I was watching it and it was about a guitarist who moves to LA, like quite basic, like Nicholas Sparks-esque kind of thing. And I was watching it, I was like, okay. Nicholas Sparks-esque, what's that? Have you seen The Notebook? No. Oh my God, you're missing out on a whole like part of culture. What's The Um, Notebook? What is it? And he he wrote like the last song. He's basically any corny romantic film you've seen is a Nicholas Sparks book. Most people will get that reference. Are you sure? 100%. Also, email in martinandruthpodcast at gmail.com if you know what who Nicholas Sparks is. You, I can't believe you've not seen The Notebook. People talk about that all the time. No, never seen it. It's so sad. It's a rom-com. Somebody, no, no, no. It's uh, a rom 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 trage. A rom trage. It's does not even really get, a trage. It's just like a cancer? rom. Does somebody get cancer? Uh, dementia, but still. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's so sad. Honestly, I cry buckets watching the notebook oh. and in all these who's films in it? Who's in it? they're always like yeah the notebook's my favorite film and it's a joke who's in it um ryan gosling rachel mcadams i think i have heard people use it all as a joke, the time yeah yeah, yeah. it's a joke but i have no idea and people use nicholas sparks as a joke right. a lot as well anyway i'm sorry i interrupted you you tell us no what i've saying. um oh so yeah i was watching this film and i was like yeah whatever it's fine um and then he meets this girl and he's like kind of gone to the wrong side of the tracks and I think oh he, this is just going to be his romantic story and then she's like you need to go to church <laughs> and I'm like ah oh, bit of a weird kind of turn to take in a film and I keep watching and then it's not a romance at all it's about the power of Christ uh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like an hour and a half in and I was like well you know I might as well watch the end half an hour because I want to see what that goes does, on yeah. and the church did save him. Good. That does happen. I mean, not the church just saying, but it does happen that something that you're lured in by something which you think is like a chat it, show, especially on some of those mm. satellite channels. And also, uh, Christian Rock. I've sort of turned around the dial when I've, especially when I've been in America, I've tuned into different radio stations, thought, oh, this sounds good. And it sounds exactly like, you know, the Eagles or REO Speedwagon yeah. or one of those 70s rock bands. And it turns out that it's Christian rock. You yeah, know, yeah. Some of them are very good. Yeah, good for the Christians. Yeah. I say. <laughs> well, I'm sure they'll be thrilled. Before you do Love Island, I mm-hmm. actually got um, I got a, a tweet about Love Island. Oh, you stealing my material? Yeah. Well, somebody called Dawn Harker uh, tweeted: "Feel like I'm the only person watching hashtag Love Island who thinks Alex is like the." quotes nice guy who thinks he's lovely and deserves a chance but really just doesn't get you're not into him and he isn't that nice when all he talks about is himself hashtag nice guy hashtag pie him off now is pie him off a well-known expression yeah getting pied pie someone off right yeah so it comes from the same sort of genus as when we say let's sack it off at the end, but this is pie. Sack it off is a thing. Pie him off is no. Sack it off is like finish. Like let's just yeah, yeah. Let, let's be done. Pie it. Pieing someone off is specifically related to a romantic right. scenario. So what, what? What? How do you feel so about Alex, Dawn Harper's tweet? Dawn Harper's tweet. I don't know. I'm very mixed with Alex. I saw someone tweet um, the other day saying, um, "You either." die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become a villain and I was like whoa <laughs> I thought that was very funny and that's about Alex um, about it? Alex yeah. so you think that what's happening is there's well, a bit maybe, of a backlash I think that he's just like with the whole he only talks about himself it's a bit like you don't see everything that's happened you only see an hour out of 
24 hours so you don't know what they're talking about all the other times do you want to launch into um, your love island bit yeah so i'll just recap i've got two bits because i've got a recap of what's been happening you know so you can really stay up to date and then just some other stuff is this going to be i think what we ought to do for people who are probably i always think the the podcast that we're doing appeals to two audiences and i sometimes put this when i tweet it out it's fathers with daughters and daughters of fathers as far as the father portion of the audience goes, who maybe don't know what Love Island is exactly, we ought to have a little recap in previously on Love Island. Yeah, previously on, pro- previously tell on. Tell me what the programme is. So, oh, what the programme is? Yeah, tell us what so the programme is. So, Love Island is, they send for ten for single hotties. <laughs> single hotties, yeah. Um, to a villa in Mallorca. And you have to, the aim of the game is to be the last couple standing or like the best mm. couple. And you get £50,000. And the losers on Love Island... The Dumpies. The Dumpies. They don't call them the Dumpies, I made that up. Okay, the Dumpies on Love Island. I think they call them Dumped. The Dumped. Mm. The Dumped on Love Island. Get to appear on Breakfast Telly and do bits and and pieces. And do teeth whitening commercials. And do teeth whitening commercials. Right, okay, fair enough. So So what's just happened? Last night was tumultuous. Is this a word? That's a word. Tumultuous is a word. Well done. It means like... It means oh, sensational. Lots of stuff all going on. Um, so it all kicked off in the villa. So it started with Megan breaking up with the Al. Alex and Ellie have also broken up. Done. Lots of breakups. And then the Islanders played a game of snog, marry, or pie. Pie being. Well, we, we, we've, we've established, established that, we? yeah. in a romantic sense. Mm-hmm. And then we saw Megan kiss Wes in this game, out of, and even though Wes is with Laura. Um, Eyal kissed Ellie um, Adam kissed Samira Zara kissed Eyal it was absolutely crazy like I couldn't keep track of who was kissing who I wanted someone to write out on like a flow chart for me later on Megan like confessed that she really fancied Wes and Wes split up with Laura and Megan she was she went this is why um, I never have girlfriends like I don't know how to react I'm like you never have girlfriends because you go behind people's backs I do not like Megan at all do you think it's more of a girly thing I was just you know the the whole program is more more of a girly thing than than a boy thing but then I've got a lot of boyfriends who quite like it really who I like will chat to it about I think girls get I think girls are just more honest about how much they like it. Do you think like girls it. take it more seriously? Whereas I think blokes maybe think it's... Or are the blokes just waiting to see someone have sex sort of thing? But then I do have conversations where the boy's like, oh, no, don't like Megan, don't like Ellie. That was my boy voice. <laughs> that was a good boy voice, that. So wh- when oh, they... no. Oh, no. Let's go like... play f- FIFA. <laughs> the Yorkshire boy voice. Well, are the boys I don't looking think at it as a more so. sort of like almost boys, soft, soft pornography sort no, of thing? No, because it's not. Isn't I think it? boys what like... What about people having sex? Have anybody had sex in this is. I'm going to move on to that in just ah. a second. Hold your horses. Um, <laughs> I think the boys like... the. I think boys like gossip, generally, in a wider sense, just as much as girls do. It's just, it's... You can be a little bit less discreet about if you're a girl. Like, I can be like, oh, I love... love Love Island but then I had a conversation with a boy in one of my classes and he was saying that he likes Love Island and yeah I think it's equal well no it's probably not it's probably more girls watch it but I think that uh, plenty of boys do as well I'll tell you what I ask I was sitting in uh, Starbucks I was sitting outside Starbucks in the sunshine and there were two girls who I think were about your age, maybe just a little bit older, maybe just sort of college, you know, university sort of age. But mm. 18, 
and they just kept up this constant conversation the whole time. It was quite amusing. Constant conversation the whole time about which girls they don't like, which girls have been inconsiderate. And I went On to On Love Liverpool. Island or in their real no, life? No, in real life. Uh, you know, I went to Liverpool to see her and she didn't, you know, and I thought that was rude. And somebody else mm. says, yes, yeah, she's got no consideration for other people. And then they go on to another girl. And they were basically, they, they were talking yeah, about... Yeah, you should have... I went to see one of my friends who I'd not seen in a while because she went to my old school. And... Um, it's a similar conversation. Yeah, but it went on for about 20 minutes. They had some sort of lemonade type drink that they do in Starbucks. And they, they sat there with their lemonade type drinks. And they were just you know, going on and on about, yeah, anyway, she said this and she said that. And, uh, they probably had a lot to catch up on, fair enough. I think they were catching up because one, I think, was it university? I think you can tell one? when some people are catching up, yeah. especially. But that is still a very, a very girl thing. And I'm just wondering whether Love Island, the girl audience... Are invested mm. in all these relationships, perhaps. More than yeah, the, more than the boy I think that's true. Yeah, I think that girls are more invested, and girls, yeah, take it more seriously. And also, the girls see more like the wider picture, and will be a bit more like, "Oh, this is what's happened, and I can see where this is coming from, and I understand why they did this." Whereas the boys, like, "Oh, yeah, she's well fit. Yeah, he should get with him. Yeah, yeah let's go play FIFA." Oh, he's well fit. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> um, so, when you were talking about the sex thing. Megan and Eyal were the first couple to have sex on Love Island, oh, right. um, and after. But we didn't see it. We just see the covers. We see, all. yeah, because then if it, they do it on top of the covers, it gets you're not allowed to see that in any way. Everyone else is in the room, so I think it has to be quite discreet. But it's still so gross. Like just on a really base level, it's just gross. So Megan broke up with Eyal to be with Wes after Megan and Eyal had sex, and Eyal was basically saying that he felt like Megan had used him for sex. You don't like Eyal, though. Was he the one you said? Was but I don't snake. like him. But I've kind of warmed to him a little bit, but not tons. E Y A L. E Y A L. Yeah. But you said it's quite popular now. Well, it's popular in Israel. Um, West Ham used to have an Israeli player called Eyal Berkovich. Mm. Got into a fight with John Hartson on the training ground. Uh, you don't need to worry about that. So I just assumed it was an Israeli name. Is he, does he look Israeli or Jewish? Or? He looks a bit Jewish. He's got he's got hair like you used to have, like curly, <laughs> and like and quite like olivey skin. Olivey skin, right? And so Eyal was saying that he felt very used by Megan after she had sex with him and then left him for Wes, and she kind of made a few comments that made it sound like all she wanted to do was have sex with him, and she didn't like his personality and blah blah blah. Um, and a lot of people were tweeting, being like, Eyal saying he feels like he's been used by Megan for sex is actually so upsetting. Hashtag Love Island. This sort of, I mean, I don't know whether you want to play the jingle before or after, but it sort of leads me on to my next topic very nicely. Oh, well, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll play the jingle. And you're producing this brilliantly because, as I say, I've not brought any of my stuff. <laughs> Men in the Me Too era. There was an article about this in the sunday times magazine and it was basically the there was three different interviews with three different boys and the one that i thought was the most interesting was the interview with monty it was kind of an interview but it was also kind of who's monty um, just just some, just some boy yeah. um he was 21 or two i mm. can't remember um and he was at university and he was kind of talking about how he feels like it's a very lose-lose situation for mm. men in the me too era because they, they can't really do any right because if they say if a girl says no then they would obviously stop in whatever they were doing but then yeah. if the girl says yes then they 
they feel as if later on they could be accused of doing something that they didn't actually yeah, do. Yeah. And basically, all three of the boys in, in the article were sort of saying that like drunken hookup culture is just over, especially at university, because men are just too worried. And there was also, a, it was quite a long like piece, and there was also a bit with a girl being like, boys I understand why they're afraid but they sometimes you just want them to believe you on your word which can be quite frustrating as a girl as well and so that kind of thing and I just wondered was there a lot of like hookup culture when you were like 18 19 20 or was it not so much well when I was at university I had I only had one girlfriend to be honest there wasn't the there wasn't the amount of drinking going on I don't remember drinking loads Mm. um yeah I'm just thinking back now. It's a long, long time. You just time smoked ago. tons of weed. No, not then. <laughs> I smoked afterwards when I was a, a, a young reporter. When I'd left, because as we know, I had a spectacularly unsuccessful university career. Yeah, actually, uh, yeah. <laughs> what you did in university would take up maybe thirty seconds. <laughs> it wouldn't take up long. I'm trying to think now. I mean, I think all that, like I said to you before swinging 60s didn't arrive in Manchester till 1974 it was a bit like that it, you know there wasn't that yeah. much swinging going I don't maybe it's just me maybe yeah. all, maybe everyone else was swinging everybody else was having a whale of a time but I would think twice about it now I really really would you know, yeah and that, that's kind of just what the boys were saying yeah, and the I'm girls were that. saying that it's frustrating and the boys yeah, were saying that it's frustrating they'd want to hook up, wouldn't they? yeah and this is the thing like and also as a woman you don't want to be treated as if you're like precious and yeah. everyone going to yeah, hurt yeah. you like you don't want that we'll leave a little bit of a gap now for the advertising mm-hmm. the product we don't know what it is but we think it might be another podcast and it's brilliant it's brilliant and whatever it is is refreshing and does you good and it doesn't you. even taste like it's healthy it doesn't taste like it's healthy and it's perfect for this fine weather we've been having here's a cool fact A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, get 20, 20, get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Another controversial topic 
Ruthie, is we've been watching a bit of the football. You've not watched quite as much this week, but we have... I've watched the England game, of course, um, and I watched a bit of Portugal. I think you might have watched Portugal-Iran, a little bit of that. A little bit of that. I like like to catch little bits and bobs here and there, but I love the England game. I really want to go to, like, an out... You know, like, Millennium Square in Leeds uh, on a big screen. You can watch it from Weatherspoons. Go with your friends, but don't wear any clothes that you don't want to. Oh, beers everywhere, yeah. As soon as we score a goal, assuming we do, people jump up and down with beers. So that's a little bit of fatherly advice for you there. Thank you. Um, That's the the advice that you don't get on these articles. (laughs) That's the advice they won't give you on Teen Girl Talk or Mighty Mommy. Mighty Mommy, she has, I'll tell you what made me laugh about that, she has the savvy psychologist. Anybody who goes around calling himself the, or herself, the savvy psychologist, is probably not all that savvy. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be the judge of that. What's your controversial subject? Controversial subject is uh, women commentators and pundits on football. Oh, it hits close to her. This is the hot topic, because my brother wrote an article for uh, the Eye newspaper. I'm rolling my eyes. Which which he probably didn't express himself as clearly as he should. But I have to say mea culpa because... um, he this article which that's not what he's like though do you know what i mean no not at all it's just like not at all he's like but anyway this article that has created a complete twitter storm he he sent it to me before he published it in the eye so could you just can i just run this by you what do you think of it oh no and i read it i said yeah it seems fine to me um i maybe didn't read it as clearly as i should have done but thinking about it because basically the message people nobody's read it properly they've just looked at the headline and the headline says oh women shouldn't be whatever the headline said wasn't really backed up by the article but that's what happened the article was also just it wasn't what he meant to say i don't think like it was a little bit unclear well the article said and also some people took it you know when you read something and they fit in with your with whatever their views are they'll fit in with yeah precisely people thought oh yeah Males are going, oh, males are always moaning about women. But that probably happens at home, always moaning about women talking about football. You shouldn't have women on talking about football. You shouldn't have women commentating, blah, blah, blah. Males will say that. But nobody came out in a newspaper and wrote it. And Simon didn't come out in a newspaper and write it. But they were looking, they were looking, they were waiting, Twitter and all that nonsense. They were waiting for someone to come out and mm-hmm. say they didn't like women. And unfortunately, Simon took that hit big style. But my view is that his big mistake, and you'll probably disagree and Twitter will disagree, but my view is his big mistake was trying to cover his back by saying that uh, Alex Scott and any Aluko, who are the two main female pundits on the TV, were really good at what they were doing. Alex Scott is not good at what she's doing. Uh, any Aluko... Any Aluko is, is quite... I any think he's good, is yeah. Thorough. Yeah, any Aluko is thorough. But and she, know, like, she knows her stuff really yeah, well. She's thorough. She's done her homework, no doubt about that. And you should take an example from that. She's done her homework. No, she 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 is good, and she's done her homework. Alex Scott, I was watching her um, with with your older brother. We're maybe not the right audience to get complete um, impartial view on this, but we were watching the highlights of England Panama on uh, Sunday night, and, and she was on a panel with two other people. And basically, what she did was was grin most of the time, and then say, "Oh, we, we don't want to get Colombia in the next round. They're one of the people because they're very fast and can do some good goals, or something that was just yeah. I mean, it's not 
a difficult job but I, I think it's quite right that women's voices are heard because women are, uh, like yourself they like to watch football even if it's just the World Cup are interested in football more women play football mm. and if you don't hear women's voices it's the same as you know positive in discrimination film. to get black people into movies and reading the news uh, the point is if you don't see women or hear women doing it fewer women will be playing yeah. football and, and it's like having and women in, seeing women in leadership roles like it's really yeah, important precisely. but what I would say what, can I just finish my point it's only one sentence that finish this point if you unanimously praise all women including mm-hmm. Vicky Sparks who did the commentary and wasn't very good either that doesn't help the cause I don't think it doesn't help the cause it's patronising if you say yeah. they're doing a great job when they're not doing a great job that's my only point I would and, agree but then I would then it does become tokenism okay. which is what Simon said yeah I would agree, but what I would say is that women are overly scrutinised for everything they do. Being a woman in, whether you're the CEO of a company or you're Alex Scott doing commentating, women have to be better at their jobs than men have to be to be in the same positions. That's what I think. And I think that if it was... I think there are a lot of male pundits who are just as bad as Alex Scott. Mm-hmm. And then they're not scrutinised to the same level because as soon as you're a woman doing a man's job, and I say that in inverted commas... I saw them. Um, <laughs> then you you are going to be you're going to be subject to a much harsher critique i'll tell you what it is lots of people watch football lots of people are on social media when phil neville started because i wrote i wrote that i think he's i think he'll turn out to be good but he's only just started and he's not very good but mm-hmm. he got absolute pelters on twitter and everything phil neville he was completely universally reviled because he wasn't very good and he did and shearer even shearer who's like the main guy now he used to get a lot of abuse shearer that he wasn't very good at doing it yeah but if alex scott gets abuse now and said they say that she's not good at doing it she won't turn into phil neville and she won't turn into alex shearer because she won't have the opportunity to whereas men the people will take a punt on them and will let them get better whereas alex scott I'm not sure whether you'll see her that much anymore if people well, continue will, to say how bad she is. No, but people don't. People dance. People mm. are saying how good she is. So Phil Neville and Alan Shearer took... The thing about Alan Shearer was people used to say he'd not done his homework. You know, eventually he took all this on board. But Alex Scott, as far as I can see, if everybody says she's great, she's not going to improve like Phil Neville did and yeah, like but Alan she'll, Shearer no, did. No, she'll improve if people say she's great or if people say she's bad. And I think that you don't know what people say to her privately. Mm. Well, and yes, you're right, actually, and, and hopefully she will get the guidance. But I don't. But I, don't, I just I think she deserves as much of an opportunity as Alan Shearer and Phil Neville got. Yeah, well, I think you're probably right there. But I think I think I probably am. <laughs> well, you always think you're right. That's the whole point of the podcast. Jason Cundy, who I work with at Talk Sport, went on to uh, Breakfast TV uh, and said he doesn't like women commentating on football because he doesn't like the sound of their voices. <laughs> 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 that's better I prefer that yeah they're too they're too whiny too high voice when they're doing uh-huh. football uh, high time we had a bit of music yeah that's oh, goodness me we'll start with yours which is Bugsy with a Z of course Bugsy Malone a Z a Z give me the full clip that's right tap tap give me the balaclava ski mask tell that little pussy all relax cause you don't wanna get caught like Seabus black touch relay to the combat sparks are gonna fly when I see gas bound for the bomb bound for the wheel ops man I get turned up like contrast bring out the white and blue tape I'm on a dance floor cutting off a new shape sent man I wanna need no brown tape and sent man I looking like Pukey man I going on dark with a heat up 
Bugsy Malone, that was his new track, Warning, which is a new single. Um, and he's a grime rapper a grime from Manchester. Rapper. He sounds exactly like Stormzy. And how do people talk in Manchester? Manchester. Manchester. <laughs> I don't know. Manchester. 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 Um, he's. So he's yeah. a grime rapper. And Bugsy. Like, Storms, Storms is not from Manchester, is he? No, but he's grime. Stormzy's from London, but he's still England. Right. So, yes, I'm listening to Do you know to what I mean? Yeah. He sounds. Do you get that? The grime. It's, it's grime. It's very English grime music. It is, yeah, you're quite right. I like the uh, the poetry of it. Entertaining, though. Entertaining. Here's mine. Good. This is, uh, Glad you liked it. This is somebody I've actually seen live. Uh, it's a guy called Mose Allison. Oh, baby, please don't go. Oh, baby, please don't go. Baby, please don't go back to New Orleans because I love you so. I turn your lamp down low. Well, I'll tell you why I played that. Um, I did see Mose Allison. He's no longer with us. Born 1927, died 2016. So God, ne- born 1920s. Yeah, nearly 90 when he died. Uh, a bit of a jazzer. The reason I played that, Baby Please Don't Go, is that I did see him in uh, in New Orleans. I was uh, doing a travel piece in New Orleans, and this is going way back. I went in a bar in New Orleans, and amazingly, Mose Allison was just... Oh, my gosh. Playing, that would never and, happen nowadays. No, and he's just sitting at the piano playing, Baby, please don't go. He was actually playing the, that actual song. Oh, um, that's a really good story. And the reason I I, uh, I chose it was uh, I got it off a CD, which was called Mod Anthems. And during, have you heard of Mods and Rockers? I've heard of Mods and Rockers because we did the 60s in history ah, at school. Yeah. And we had to do about the Mods and Rockers and the um, the Cray Twins and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, um, Mose Allison and that sort of rhythm and blues, sort of uh, late 50s, early yeah. 60s rhythm and blues, very popular amongst the Mods. The Rockers used to like more Gene Vincent and uh, Elvis Presley and sort of actual, what we know as rock and roll. Yeah. yeah. Actual rock and roll. Where did the roll go? Um, who knows? Somebody killed the roll and then we ended up with just rock. But yeah, the rock and roll, uh, the mods and rockers thing. Um, the mods were, I was more in sympathy with the mods than the rockers. You were neither one though, really. No, not at all. To be a proper mod, you had to wear a very smart Italian suit and you had to have a Vesper or Lambretta motorbike. And the hair. You had one of those mod hairstyles. Which mod haircuts, like... which kind of came back in with Oasis. Yes, it did. I looked at mods and rockers from on a more or less as you probably did for history and the big thing was there was a great moral panic because the rockers on their motorbikes would turn up at seaside resorts and then the mods on their vespers and lambrettas the mod subculture was centered on fashion and music Uh, they rode scooters as we said and they liked british blues rooted bands like the who the yardbirds and the small faces those sort of bands Mm -hmm. uh, you know who did that what used to be called r&b and that mose allison is you know, standard R&B of the, the period. Cool. To end, this is how oh, I've right, planned sorry. it. Um, I've got a meme ah, for you. Meme of the week, I forgot. Meme of the week, meme of the week. We forget we, about meme of the week sometimes. We do sometimes when it's when you, you're usually so interesting and fascinating, Ruth, I forget what's coming next. Yeah. Meme of the week. Just saw a Facebook status that said, ironing boards are just surfboards that gave up their dreams and got real jobs. <laughs> That's a nice one to finish off. Uh, Ruthie, thanks ever so much. We ought to do all the plugs. Please smash that 
like button. You have to yeah. say button. Smash that like button. Uh, do um, rate us and review us. Check out our um, Spotify, Spotify playlist. Yeah, because all the music is on uh, Spotify that we. Do. And that's Martin and Ruth, and yeah. the podcast is called Ruthie, Me and My Dad. Perfect, yeah, and um, send us an email as well. Send us an email. It's martinandruthpodcast at gmail.com. We'd like your views on the great debate we started at the end. You might have some views on the uh, on the football and uh, women pundits on the football. And do you know who Nicholas Sparks is? And do you know who Nicholas Sparks is? Such a lot to talk about this week. Ruthie, well done. I think with that, we can probably... Sack it off. Sack it off. <laughs> <laughs>